Uh-huh. I know what you're thinking. Is this the booth drafting the circuits? Three-way theater or the Kevin Jackson show? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kinda lost track myself here on Hoobazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky, punk? Oscar Mike Radio. Come in. Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Sinister One, this is Oscar Mike. I have Ulima Charlie over. All right, good evening, good evening. This is Travis with Oscar Mike Radio. Hope all my peeps in uh, the greater New England area are staying warm and dry today because it's been nasty weather, especially when you lose your power for any amount of time. Kind of makes you think, how did our forefathers do that, though? And... uh, it's the first episode in a while where I haven't been doing interviews, and uh, it's glad to just sit here and talk with you tonight. And when I do this, I usually start with the question of the week, where a listener or someone on the uh, Facebook has asked me a question or via email. But uh, now I have, I have a question for you. Um, in the blog post, you will see... A new kind of color scheme uh, that I'm playing with for the logo. Now I will tell you that I absolutely love my logo. Don't know why, but I just think the artist who took my ideas down, executed it, did amazing. I really like what she did to bring uh, the idea to life. It looks good. It, it, it's iconic. It's everything that I want. It's minimalist. It's not too flashy, but you, you know you can't sit still and you can't not explore new things. So my producer, Sinister One, aka Keith Hayes from Hubazoo and the Booth Podcast, which you gotta check out on Facebook, said, "Why don't you try mixing it up with some like greens or golds or stuff like that?" So I did. And uh, in the blog post will be the uh, new color direction for the logo. And I'm just curious, what do you all think? Should I change a thing that's established and that I like? Or should I uh, mix up a little bit? Go a little crazy. I don't know. So that's my question to you. What do you think of my logo? Should I change it? Should I use the colors in the blog post? Should I try something else? I have a couple ideas in mind. It's just um, kind of a a foreshadowing, a portent, if you will, of some things to come. And I'm like, sure, 
Uh, I'll play around. I'll, 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 I'll game. I'm open to new ideas. Have to be in this business. Not that this is a business, but you know, if you're gonna, you know, do this, you just can't stay in your rut. You can't stay in your lane. You gotta be willing to, you know, hit the gas, hit the throttle, and, and pass in the fast lane. Just saying, it's just how I feel. So let me know how you like or don't like it. You can email me, Travis at OscarMikeRadio.com. You can uh, message me on Facebook. Uh, I have the logo on Twitter and Snapchat and YouTube, as well as Instagram. So just let me know. All right. And that is my question of the week to you all. And uh, thanks for tuning in. So usually when I do an episode like this, it's the question of the week followed by the word, followed by poke and grunt, followed by any upcoming events I want to uh, note, and then I end the show. But um, this week's a little different. I have an introduction. And while you could say I should say the best things for last, you kind of introduce somebody or something when you first meet it or you first want to show it to somebody else, right? So I'm extremely excited to share uh, what I'm going to share with you guys. And so I'm going to do the introduction now, followed by the word. So I'm sitting in uh, my couch. I'm drinking my uh, polar seltzer water, which I absolutely love. Um... It's, it's like better than having soda with all the stuff I like about having a soda or a Coke with none of the uh, bad stuff. Just worked out. So I'm sitting there doing my thing, kind of resting. And um, I'm, I'm drinking my polar um, mandarin orange, which I like. And I'm on my phone and I see um, this video about the uh, ex-stripper dependent wife. And it's done by um, a, a female veteran. And so I give it a watch. And the first thing I'm thinking when she's doing this, I'm like, she didn't serve in the military. No freaking way. She is a model. She's an Instagram model. She's got to be an Instagram model or somebody in media who is trying to get into comedy and using the military angle. No freaking way. No way. Um, nah. And she'll probably get mad at me for saying that, but that's just how I felt. I'm like, there's no, no, no way. No way. This woman is pulling this off. Because when you when you watch the video, and I'll have this video embedded into the blog post. It's, it's kind of like a, a really cool thing for you to check out the blog post. you got to do that too. And you watch this. She absolutely crushes this. And I was impressed because, you know, you can make fun of military guys and officers and staff and CEOs and the buck privates and, you know, the, 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 the way we smell and what we eat and, you know, how we do things and little, little customs. You can do all that, but, but really Y's and XY's of any color or stripe are kind of off limits. And then the other thing, too, is you don't have a lot of, of, of female veterans, at least the ones that I know of, the, the guys who do comedy and stuff like that, uh, 
none of them are women. They're all guys. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to check this out a little bit more. And, and lo and behold, oh my God, come to find out, not only is she a veteran, she's also a Marine veteran. Well, well, well. And she has some other videos and I watched them and I'm like, okay, it looks like she just started doing this. And it looks like she is uh, trying to get this comedy thing going on, on military comedy. And I had to say to myself, you know, I got to tell you, she has a lot of stones going after the subject matter she's going after. Because the, the, the video I'm talking about um, is about what happens when an ex-wife, ex-wife stripper, which there's plenty of them, decided to take the kids and go away. So I check her out. Her name is Megan Bruce. And I said, okay, let's check out some of her other videos. Sure enough, she's put a couple of others uh, of different stripes, different things she's talked about. And I'm like, okay, I, I want to talk to her. I, I want to see what's up. I mean, why did she choose to do this now? There, there are tons of, uh, of guys who ha have done their thing. Terminal Lance, Fitzy Mess, Fitzy, Fitzy Mess, baby. Check him out. I haven't seen somebody do something like this. And Megan, to me, was trying to do something new and different. At least in, in my realm, on my radar. And so I, I sent her a message on Facebook saying, Hey, you know, it's me, Travis, Oscar Mike Radio, what's up? And uh, she hit me back a couple days later. We traded a couple messages. And then we talked on the phone. And I, I, I was impressed. I, I have to tell you, I, I, was, I was like, wow. This could be something. You know, the videos are about two minutes long and they're like little skits. And she gets in the character and she has the, 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 the props right. And you can tell that she's trying to carve out something here. So I like to be the first in a lot of things, all, everything. And I, I just want to formally introduce you to Megan Bruce. You can check out her YouTube page. She's getting a, a Facebook page set up. And she has some cool content. I don't want to spoil it for you all. I want you to go to her YouTube page, check it all out. But she is trying to do something to where she can um, get into this business. And, and, and when I say the business, it's the comedy business. It's the content creation business. And so I'm all about supporting that. And it's not because she's a Marine or WM, which she didn't mind me calling her WM, by the way. It's none of that. It's just she has an idea that she's putting out there and she is attacking it much like uh, other Marines I've talked to or other military people I've talked to, you know, go after their goals. So it's Megan Bruce on YouTube. There'll be a link in the uh, blog site page. You can also, I've got a couple uh, uh, posts of hers on the Oscar Mike Radio Facebook page. And I hope to have her on to talk about uh, what she's trying to do. And if you are a military sister, whether you serve in the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps, or Coast Guard, you check her out. You, you, you guys got to band together and support your own. And she pokes fun at everybody. I mean, she really gets after everybody. And... Uh, I must admit, because she's funny, uh, I definitely gave her a second and third listen. So uh, that's Megan Bruce. That's my introduction. 
You heard it here first on Oscar Mike Radio. And check her out, Omar Sins. Okay. Having a great time tonight. Having a great time with the podcast overall. And I wanted to talk about something a little bit uh, retro, if you will. Um, Bostonians know about this place. It's called Dewey Square. Okay. My word of the week is about Dewey Square. Now, 99% of Bostonians will associate Dewey Square with Occupy Boston. This is where all our future leaders and statesmen and politicians and decision makers decided to camp out on this plot of land for an indefinite period of time to protest stuff. I never quite figured out when I was walking by them what they were actually doing by camping out in the cold and the rain and, and all that stuff. I never really quite figured it out, but they were there. And I can tell you, as one of the people who walked by there several times, twice a day for, you know, weeks, by week number two and a half, there's a definite odor coming off the camp. Piles of trash piling up. Which kind of perplexed me because you know they were you know, there were a lot of uh, you know tree huggers and pro earthers and Earth Day people and save the earth and no oil stuff like that, but they let their um, non biodegradable trash pile up. So I'm like I didn't quite get it. That's what most people think when you say Dewey Square. But I started getting curious, like what. How did Dewey Square get its name? How did Dewey Square get its name? Because the funny thing is, when you look at it, it's not really a square so much as a as a trapezoid with one side that's a wall. Okay, it's not really like a town square or a, a um, you know some communities have a, a, the square in, in, in the center of town where People gather for events and stuff like that. It's it's it, it's a it's a grassy area with a, a big um, you know concrete reinforced uh, you know concrete surface uh, for food trucks and people hang out there and, and, and during the summertime especially it's it's great to come down there and if you like food truck food you can get all kinds of food truck food you can um, you know hang out and. You know, chill out on the on the nice grass and, and hang out. You can sit in chairs, play play games, hear music, whatever. Right? It's 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 a really nice place for that area uh, of Boston by South Station. So, but but I got I started getting curious. I started getting um, you know, like like Dewey Square. What's this? What is this? Right? So, I looked it up, and and Dewey Square is named after. Admiral Dewey. And I'm like, okay, well, what is this about? And come to find out, Admiral Dewey was a was a was a badass. Admiral Dewey was a badass. He is the only person to have ever gotten promoted to the rank of Admiral of the Navy, which is is kind of like um, 
John J. Pershing's, General of the Armies. The closest thing I could associate it to now is maybe it would be like somebody above the Commandant or, or like a General of Marines or, or the Commandant of the Marine Corps maybe, I, I guess. But long story short, this guy was accomplished, a badass, a true like go-getter. And, you know, came from the New England area. And so for this episode, I just, you know, episode 83, I want to talk about him because if you are traveling in your travels and you see something that's named after somebody, you know, Admiral, you know, so-and-so or General John Howard's bridge, well, there's probably a deeper story behind there and not that most people care, a lot of people don't. But if you take the time to look behind the scenes and, and, and peel the layers back, it's it's kind of a cool story. We had some real uh, real good guys on our side several times during our history and even now. Which is why I want to talk about him. I really got into this and nerded it all up and, and, and I'm reading the website, looking at his pictures and you look at his picture and he doesn't seem like, you know, normal kind of guy for that time of uh, of uh, our military the one thing that sticks out to me is the 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 the, the mustache the, the kind of walrus thing he has going on in his face was would be um, would be regulation now and it just goes to show that uh, different times called for different things different things were important at different times of our uh, country's military so the now that I've set up, I kind of want to start at the beginning. Um, his name is George, and he was born in December, the day after Christmas, in 1837, in Montpellier, Vermont, which I have traveled through and by on my motorcycle. It's a very beautiful city. I think it is, anyway. If you like the country and kind of uh, the city side by side, and, and it's on a lake, it's, it's a very... Uh, Nice town, lots to see and do. If you like small little shops and little pubs and, you know, things going on. Very uh, quaint, very New England. And, um, you know, he was a boisterous kind of kid. And uh, when he was 14 years old, his dad said, you know what, he needs to learn some discipline. And uh, took him and enrolled him into the uh, American Literary, Scientific, and Military Academy in Norwich, Vermont. If you know anything about that school, it is the oldest private military college in the United States and has been formally recognized as the birth of ROTC. And so he went there when he was 14. He was 16 and he got an appointment to Annapolis in Maryland. What I'm trying to say is, is yeah, he may have been less than the perfect student. He might have been boisterous. He might have been, I don't know, hard to control in the classroom. But he got this kind of military-type training and thrived. I mean, they don't send losers to Annapolis at any time of our history. So after um, Annapolis, he was assigned on the steam frigate, the USS Wabash. And then during the Civil War, he was assigned to the USS Mississippi. And he was instrumental in capturing New Orleans, or was part of that. And then served on several vessels, uh, several different vessels, several different things, establishing his naval career. But it wasn't really until the uh, Spanish War 
the one thing that he did that put him in the history books for posterity was the Battle of Manila Bay. And this was the, uh, you know, in the Philippines. Yes, the Spanish had interest in the Philippines. And um, he was sent out by Theodore Roosevelt to project force in Manila. And I guess it's it's very similar when you hear about, like this week we heard about the um, aircraft carrier group heading into Vietnam to send a message to the Chinese. Well, this was very different. He was uh, given the order to sail to Manila Bay and attack uh, and, and take care of things. And what he did with his ships, and he was outnumbered sailing in there, but uh, the way he did sailing at night, he was able to go in there and have, you know, the ships underneath his command and his sailors pretty much sink or capture the entire uh, Spanish Pacific fleet. Silence the shore batteries and, and there was only one loss of an American life. And it was considered significant because one, he was, you know, uh, halfway across the world. Two, it was the entire Spanish Pacific fleet. It was not just a couple of ships. It was a lot of ships. They were not expecting uh, the American naval forces at that time to come in and be able to do what they did. Uh, but he was prepared. He had his uh, intel right. And um, you, know, you read about the battle more in depth. and has some links to some of the actual battle thing. I don't want to cover it here in this, this podcast. But you can just see where this was a significant victory. And so he was considered a hero. He was presented a special sword. This sword was custom made by Tiffany and Company. And uh, it's on display at the um, National Museum of the United States Navy at the Washington Naval Yard. And it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So when, when the... Greenway the, was being built when Boston um, took down the elevated highway that was running through Boston and made the big dig. The Greenway Historical Society wanted to name that part of the Greenway, and I'll have a little map extract of it in the uh, blog post. And they settled on uh, Admiral Dewey and called it Dewey Square for that reason. He's from New England, commanded ships out of Boston, and was considered um, a, a hero in that time before uh, World War One, and his length of service. He served from you know before the Civil War to almost up to uh, World War One. I. I think he died in 1917. And so again, my, my point is, uh, I, I could do like a four or five podcast on this, but I just quickly wanted to do this as a way to show that when you see that bridge, that that monument, that. Uh, you know, architectural point named after somebody, especially a military somebody, it's very easy to dig into the deeper story and find out what it's all about. And while most Bostonians think that Dewey Square is simply the site of Occupy Boston, you know, those of us who who peel back the layers know better. So I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, Enjoyed doing it for you. Got some good stuff coming up next week as we close down and get close to episode 100. Check out Megan Bruce on her YouTube and Facebook page. You won't be sorry. And 
send me some uh, feedback on the logo. So this is the end of episode 83. My name is Travis. Omar is out.